I used to say life insurance should be renamed death insurance because it only paid out of death. And that's not true. I was wrong when I said that years ago because there are so many benefits to life insurance while you're alive. Welcome to Your Retirement Blueprint, a podcast by 210 Financial. No matter who you are or where you are in life, having a plan for your finances matters. And that's what this show is all about. In each episode, we want to help you gain an understanding of where you are now and where you want to go from here. Hey, thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to your Retirement Blueprint Podcast today. My name's Kendall Stahl, and I'm alongside my co-host today, Mr. Phil Cooper. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. I'm excited about today's topic. We're going to talk about life insurance today. That sounds exciting. You want some great? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds awesome. And I just heard the clicks. They just left the show right yeah. there. They just took off. Don't, don't leave tuned. yet. Trust me, this really will be exciting. You want to hear a grandson story first? Of course I do. So, Is it my grandson? Yeah. Yeah, of course I do. So yesterday I took Kai um, to, to do some work with me. And his job was to scoop some stuff up and put it into a garbage can. And he wasn't really doing it. And so I said, hey... Here's the deal. If you work hard, I'll pay you by buying ice cream. Granted, the kid's four, for those of you listening. Um, and he, he looks You know at what? Me. When he comes to my house, he doesn't have to work for yeah, the ice cream. I know. Just so well, you know. We got to, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and he looks at me and he, he points at me and says, Dad, you know what? Since I'm working for you today, I'll buy you ice cream. <laughs> oh. So I think we got a little learning to do on no, how to. It just whole, tells he's got a giving heart. Well, it wasn't he's said that generous. way. It was more like, he, uh, he provide thought, for the guy who won't do anything. So he's got, he says he's got to do all the work. He's going to take yeah, care he, of you. Yeah. He just had it backwards. So it was fine. I have hope for him. Today's question is from Paul from Florida. And it's, and the question is, is it wise to convert all of your IRAs or 401ks at once? Um, and just bite the bullet on taxes now. Well, Paul, thank you for the question. First of all, um, let me back up for a minute, Kendall, if I could. Yep. First of all, IRAs and 401ks, what we tell people all the time, that's nothing more than an account or a bucket of money that you mm-hmm. just haven't paid any taxes on. Yeah. So when you reach in and pull money out of that bucket, you've got a partner in there called the IRS. They want a piece of that. And depending on what state somebody lives in, sometimes the state that you live in will want a piece of that too. Now, when the state of Illinois or the state of Florida, by the way, Paul, they don't require anything to to be paid to them in taxes, but the federal government does. Yep. So here's what Kendall and I are doing right now with, with folks, and that is looking really deeply in their IRAs and 401ks saying, do we think we're going to go into a rising tax environment in the future? If we think that, then should we go ahead and pull some of those dollars out now, convert those dollars over, cause a taxable event, but do it while we think taxes are on sale, and push those into something like a Roth IRA? Or he brought up life insurance, maybe maybe even mm-hmm. going into some life insurance. And then Paul's question was, should I do all of that at one time, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Paul, the answer to your question is maybe. Here's why we say that. I don't know how much is in your IRA or your 401k, but let's walk through a couple of examples here. Let's say that somebody has an IRA that they only have maybe um, $50,000 in it. Yep. Then it might make sense, Paul, for you to pull all of that money out at one time and convert all of that to a Roth IRA or to put it in some kind of cash value life insurance. The reason we keep bringing up life insurance, we'll talk about that, I'm sure, through the show today. Mm-hmm. Those are two vehicles the IRS lets us use for complete tax freedom down the road. Okay, so that being said, Paul, here's how you determine whether that's a good idea or not. 
figure out your income, whether, whether you're working, whether you have social security, pension, whatever that is, this is how much income comes into your house. What's your tax bracket based on that? And then layer on top of that, how much is coming out of your 401k? And then you'll be able to tell how many dollars in taxes you're going to pay. If you don't like the number, then consider splitting it over a few years. Yep. Now, if a person has a million dollars, which we see all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Million dollars, $500,000, million, $5 million in their 401k. You pull all that out at one time. Yes, you can do it. You certainly can do it. Your choice. And we always jokingly, not so jokingly say, you will have your face at the IRS as customer of the month. <laughs> They will love you for that. So we should apply a strategy to that. In other words, we we do this every day. Our yeah. team builds plans tax every day. Plan. We do a tax plan for this to say, is there a better way to spread those taxes over a series of years and try to reduce some of that? So the, the answer, Paul, is this. Maybe you need to get somebody, get a team of somebody's involved. That's what we do every day is to help you figure out, should we do it all at once or over a course of time? I hope that wasn't too lengthy. No, it wasn't. I'm going to add on to it. So real life scenario. Um, I have a client that is um, going to be retiring, but the retiring young, not going to be at social security age yet, maybe wouldn't be the full pension. And they're seriously considering converting a fairly sizable um, IRA or 401k, whatever it is, all in one year because they've got money saved in the bank to live off of, okay. right? And they're going to delay their pension. They're going to delay their social security. Well, mm. they're not going to delay their social security. They're just not old enough yet, yeah, okay. right? And so in their scenario, it might actually make sense it to make do sense. Yeah, yeah. a really big chunk all at once. Obviously, everybody's situation is different. Um, we are not CPAs. Um, you need to consult with your, with your, uh, your CPA, and we have people that we can Absolutely. point you to if yeah. we need to. Um, Everybody's situation is different. Don't just take that one question and go make your decisions off of that, I guess. Yeah, the answer is it depends. Yeah. And if you want to know what those, if you rather have a deeper analysis, we'll run it for you, but it depends. Yeah. So that kind of segues um, into life insurance a little bit. Okay. Um, But let's back up. Before we just go straight into that, let's talk about why someone needs life insurance, I guess. There's a, most people think that it's the people that are my age that need the life insurance, the people that are raising the kids, the people that are uh, got a bunch of debt, a mortgage, whatever the case may be, and uh, which is true, mm-hmm. right? It is. Uh, but I think there's a, a stigma out there that says once you retire, hey, you don't need, you don't need it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Anymore. You've saved enough money, you're self-insured or right. whatever. Yeah, you don't, you don't have a mortgage, you're not raising kids anymore, yeah. you're not paying for college tuition or weddings and things. I'm going to combat that theory a little bit. Uh, yes, when you're a younger person like Kendall and you're raising kids, mm-hmm. it's a responsible, prudent thing to do to have enough life insurance to cover the mortgage, to cover the kids' college, to cover the things that are important to you and your family. Um, well, let's let's go into that for a minute. So that yeah. most times people are going to use term insurance for that, mm-hmm. right? Term insurance is just you paying a premium certain term uh, yeah. for a certain period of time for a certain amount of death benefit. There's no cash value building, anything like that. You're either going to pass away in that term, whether it's 10, 20, 30 years, yeah. whatever the case well, may not. be, yeah. and you're going to get, um, you're, you're, well, you're not going to because you're going to be gone, <laughs> but your family or whoever your beneficiaries are going to be um, are, is going to get that payout. Um, and that's what most people look to uh, mm-hmm. when they're talking about younger kids, uh, mortgages, things like that. I think the statistic is, I don't know this for sure, yeah, that 2% of all term insurance policies actually pay out. So it truly is like your car insurance. Like if you don't get in a wreck, you're not getting anything out of it. And and statistically, 
not you're not going to yeah. interact. Yeah. 98 out of 100 people don't ever collect on it. Right. Yeah. Exactly right. The que- the question was about life insurance. Yeah, your age group, mm-hmm. of course. You've got two little boys, right? You've got a, a young bride that you've got to care for in the event of your passing. Um, however, when, when you're my age and older, life insurance has – I used to say life insurance should be renamed death insurance mm-hmm. because it only paid out of death. And that's not true. I was wrong when I said that years ago because there are so many benefits to life insurance while you're alive. Yeah. For example, we answered Paul's question a moment ago about taking IRA money and rolling it out to, to Roth IRA. You can mm-hmm. do a very similar concept by rolling dollars out of IRA money, paying taxes and putting them into life insurance if you want some tax freedom later for either your heirs yep. or some tax-free benefits to yourself for income. There's Life insurance kicks out tax-free income, tax-free benefits to your heirs. There's a lot of different things it does. So the question, I think, was, do I need it as I'm aging? If your goal is to pass along dollars to somebody else in a tax-free manner, you need life insurance. Because yeah. if you've got an IRA or a 401k, somebody's going to pay tax on those dollars. And generally speaking, if you if you pass away and leave an IRA or a 401k, if you're an average age American, average lifespan age American, you're going to leave those dollars to your kids in their maximum maximum earnings years. Yep. So here you got a kid that's making a lot of money in their job, mm-hmm. and you leave them all this money. Now all of a sudden their income and all the money you just left them all got taxed at the highest brackets possible. Life insurance comes in and it's tax-free, can pay those tax bills for the kids behind you. So what depending on the person's goal, do you need life insurance later in life? Absolutely. Yeah. If your goals are either tax freedom for yourself, tax freedom for an error, or uh, you just want to make sure that you're what we call leveraging your estate. So if I've got $100,000 and if I could buy a $500,000 life insurance policy, I just left $500,000 to my kids. Yeah. And by the way, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, <laughs> thank you. Kindle loves life insurance when it's on me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but to that point, real quick, I'm going to back up because I feel like we breezed over the the term insurance thing. I don't I don't want people to think you know just we're not anti term insurance. No, no. just because two percent only pays out no. doesn't mean you shouldn't have it. You might like, be a two percenter. <laughs> yeah, you might be a two percenter. And to that point, though, the the those two percent of, of those people, like when that happens, almost we see it more that often than we would like to, where people pass away way younger than they planned on didn't have any life insurance and it leaves their family yep. in a world of hurt. Huge. And also to that point, the, you know, a couple hundred grand sounds like a lot mm. until you've got two kids in daycare and college to pay for. And now you don't have two people funding retirement accounts and all those types of things. So I just wanted to go back to that. Cause I didn't want anybody thinking, Hey, no, just cause only no. 2% pays out. We don't need term insurance, yeah. but then go to later in life, real life story, right? Whenever we're doing events, um, I always, one of the things I always talk about is what happens when someone's gone. Right. And so, um, you know, if you're if you're old, if you're retired, um, you know, or older and you got to think about what's going to happen to your income when someone passes away. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're married, bigger Social Security is going to stay, smaller one's going to go away, mm-hmm. depending on how you set your pension up is is going to determine, you know, whether that stays or goes or whatever. Or if you got rental properties and, you know, the husband took care of all that or the wife took care of all that and the other one had nothing to do with it, you know, maybe that's going to disappear. And so making sure that you have enough um, life insurance to come in and offset that that income is, is real important. And I think a lot of people don't think about it. Uh, real life situation my client uh, retired recently, within the past couple of years, 
younger, married to an older gentleman. Um, life insurance was running out. We were trying to get in more life insurance. They decided it was too expensive. Um, wasn't that old, right? Didn't, didn't think he was going to pass away. And sure enough, he passed away. And there was a lot of income lost and a lot of. So if we could rewind that, yeah. you know, I mean, it makes you know, it's all, also with term insurance, Kendall. We're not anti-term. Please, yeah. I know Kendall stated that we're not anti-term insurance people. But here's a there's some concepts that are being thrown around out there and have been for a long time. We've been combating them for a long time about invest in term insurance, mm -hmm. excuse me, buy term insurance and invest the difference. Right. Because term insurance is cheaper. Well, here's, that's a great concept mm -hmm. until this, until things happen. For example, I've been doing this a long time. Yeah. There are people who bought into that concept a long time ago and they bought a 20 year term policy and because then they decided they were going to invest the difference. And then they lived long enough they, that that term policy expired. Yeah. So they decided they wanted more life insurance. But in that 20 years, someplace they were diagnosed with cancer or had a heart right. problem. They're not insurable. Yeah. Game over on insurance for them. And so Great that concept point. works in a perfect world. The problem is we don't live in a perfect world, right? Yeah. So you need to consider what your goals are. You've got I think a lot of, you know, if you think on averages and whatever the two, you know, the 2% of term insurance, you know, only pays out. Yeah. And, and so like in our industry, we have to think, you know, and, and do work on averages, but like, what about the person that's not the average? There's a lot of non-average right? people. Yeah. And, and, you know, passes away early or things like yeah, that. And right. so, um, you also point, brought up a point earlier about people think a couple hundred thousand dollars, is a lot of money. Yeah. You got a four year old and a one year old, right? Yep. Holy buckets. Mm -hmm. It's going to cost a lot of money for your yeah. family for the next 20 years of your life. I don't know what those boys' college is going to be, but it's going to be a bunch. And even if they don't go to college, just getting them to that cars and, and proms and mm -hmm. doctor visits and mortgage payments and food. And my goodness, I've seen your boys eat food. There's a lot of food. They're going to eat. A lot of goldfish in your we future. Need, we need a whole truckload of, of uh, cuties is what we need. Orange, geez, go through those. Oh, Rune like eats crazy. those things, doesn't he? So anyway, also, if you're going to buy term, at least have that, right? At least yeah. have something. Yeah. Make sure you buy enough mm -hmm. because it's so inexpensive to buy it. Yeah. Make sure you have enough because a couple hundred thousand dollars is not a lot of money. Yeah. I also think there are there are people out there that don't need insurance. Sure I mean, there are. You're going to well, get yeah. to – Absolutely. You, it's definitely possible you can get to a point in life where you Absolutely. don't need insurance. You bet. Case in point, literally we were talking about this morning, working on um, – a, with a client and – Walking through, you know, what we should be doing to better their situation and do they really need insurance? Do they not? We talked about long-term care insurance, um, all of those different things. And it really comes down to you can get to a certain point in your life where you don't need insurance, but man, it can sure make your situation a whole look a whole lot better sure if you do. Yeah, sure can. Some people just don't, uh, they don't do well with the unknowns mm -hmm. and insurance will take care of the unknown and make it a known. Yeah. If I die, this happens. If I go to a long-term care facility, we know this happens. It takes the unknown and makes it known, and it gives them a lot more peace. Yeah. Um, why don't we talk – it's not really about today's topic, but it bleeds into it. But let's talk about long-term care a little bit. Okay. So at least with the folks that I meet with, um, long-term care is always a concern. I would say most times it's a concern, I guess. Um, but they always followed up with, man, that's really expensive. Expensive, yeah. And so I always like to, I, 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 
I tell them, yes, you're probably right, but you're also probably thinking about kind of the older mm-hmm. um, version of long-term care insurance where it's mm-hmm. like your car insurance, meaning you're going to pay a premium and unless you get in a wreck, you're not getting anything out of it. So the older type of long-term care policies. That's the way they work, yeah. That's the way they work, meaning you're going to pay and 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 then maybe you're not going to need it and you're not going to get anything yeah, out of it. money wasted. And so um, a lot of if, – if we are using long-term care for whatever situation with one of our clients, it's more like – what they call asset-based long-term care, which well, an easy way to look at it is just life insurance that you get the death benefit on early if something happens to you. Yeah. And so somebody somewhere is getting money back out of it. It's just you might have to be dead to get it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's a, that's, a great, that's a great topic right there, a great way to maybe we can uh, kind of evolutionize this concept of, of life insurance. Mm-hmm. Life insurance used to be I had to die to get it, Yeah. period. That was it. Mm-hmm. And it's now morphed. It's evolved into, I don't have to die to get the benefit. I can be alive and get income from it. I can be alive and just reach in and pull buckets of money out for myself. Or I can be alive and accelerate my death benefit. Yep. In order, if I go to a long-term care facility, I can take my death benefit now and use it to pay for my long-term care insurance. Man, that yeah. makes all, or like my long-term care, that makes a ton of sense because yeah. I know I'm going to die. I'll get the money back out of life insurance if I'm dead. Or if I'm not dead and I need these other things, it also pays for that. The old way of doing long-term care, it's kind of a dead thing. It's yeah. not going to go anymore. I always, say, I always explain it like this. Maybe you'll disagree with me. But there's kind of like three types of people, right? There's the people that, and I'm just making numbers up, that have, you know, I don't know, 400, half a million of dollars, okay. right? And maybe some Social Security, but that's kind of what they have for income. And they got to make that half a million last, last for a long time, yeah. life, right? And those are the people that probably need the long-term care insurance, but it's going to be a little hard for them to afford it, right? And then there's the people that are from half a million to mm-hmm. you know, a couple million dollars of investable assets that are uh, and, and maybe have more income, rental properties, pensions, you know, whatever the case may be. They probably are okay, mm-hmm. right, if they don't have long-term care insurance, but it's going to – if they if they go into – that type of a need, it's going to take a pretty big it's chunk going to eat out into of it, yeah, state. Right. And then there's the people that are, you know, the three, four, five, six, whatever millionaires, and they're probably going to be fine, mm-hmm. right? Is that I totally to agree with it? that. Even if the person has three, four, five million dollars, they still may not want to give up. Exactly. You, know, you go to Alzheimer's unit, you yep. can be there 10 years, right? It yep. could be a million bucks. And to, and to your point earlier, it just is a peace of mind to them, too. It is. So Makes the unknown known. Yep. No, that's good. So um, if you have more questions about any of this life insurance, uh, things that we were talking about today, you can go to retirewith210.com. We've got a couple of cool little booklets on on that there. So mm-hmm. check that out if you if you want to. But uh, I guess anything else on life insurance for the day? I think everybody, I don't care who you are, you at least consider. Yeah. Whether you care about yourself or care about somebody else, well, that pretty much encompasses everybody. Yeah. Consider it. Consider taking a look at the benefits of it. So my tip of the day, since we're Can't talking wait. about- Can't wait. This is what we've been waiting on right here. I thought we'd, we'd Drum sweet, roll, please. sweeten it up a little bit All since right. we're talking about death a lot right oh, now. Oh, boy. Right? <laughs> it's springtime, at least at the time of the recording, right? So you need to go get some ice cream. Okay. I if I were going to get ice cream, I'd go to this place called Camela's Creamery. Oh, man. They drive. They actually drive around to different locations. You can just look the them up. The best ice cream known to humans. Look them up on social media. Find out where they're at. 
may or may not be my sister that owns the place, but it may or may not be. But I'll tell you, <laughs> if you've been to one of our client events with that little camper trailer they've converted into an ice cream thing, you know, Camela's is the absolute. What do you kids call it? The bomb. The bomb. That's what I think. That's good. I think ice cream. I don't the think bomb the kids is good. call that anymore. Yeah, that's whatever. Like a couple generations. Yeah, ago. maybe now it it's like well, I don't know. It's the best ice cream known to mankind. Yeah. Get some. All right. Well, thanks for tuning into your retirement blueprint podcast. Coming up on our next episode, we're going to talk about what to do in a market downturn. Thanks for watching, guys. See ya. Thank you for listening to Your Retirement Blueprint. We hope today's episode helped you gain a better grasp of your finances and clarified a possible path forward in your life. This show is brought to you by 210 Financial, and our team is passionate about helping individuals and families achieve their ideal retirements. If you'd like to talk more about your financial plan, we'd love to talk to you. You can learn more and schedule a call at 210financial.com. Again, that's www.210financial.com. We can't wait to see you right back here next time on this show.